of the saints whether you are joining us online or in the house i want to welcome you hallelujah you're welcome to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of ebay you're welcome to jesus the mediator of the new covenant and by the strength of his word we will prevail for by human's strength no man shall prevail but we thank God because uh, we are not without him hallelujah and as we start this uh, new month you can release your faith for great things for mighty things the Bible says rejoice O land for the Lord shall do great things I want you to live in expectation of great things. Amen. This morning I want to bring the word of the Lord to you on sonship. And I tie to you the profile of the sons of God. The profile or the portrait of the sons of God. One major thing that the devil cannot handle is sonship. One thing that the enemy will always contend with is our sonship. He doesn't even care about your titles. No. But he cares if you walk in the strength of your sonship, the identity of your sonship. He doesn't care about appellations. He's afraid of your sonship he's afraid of what the true sons can do in his life hallelujah praise the name of jesus and we know that everything runs and fall on our sonship that's why he contended the sonship of christ you know when the tempter came to jesus in matthew chapter 4 it didn't say if you are king of kings, if you are lord of lords. It didn't say if you are, no. It didn't say if you are Messiah. But what did he say? If you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. In other words, I, I don't agree with what God said about you. Hallelujah. You need to do certain things to prove to me that you are son of God. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, you don't prove your sonship, you leave it. My son doesn't have to prove he's my son to be anything. He just leaves it. Hallelujah. So the tempter was offering Jesus everything. If you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. If you are these. But Jesus spoke back the word of God to him. And Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. Sons are sustained by the word of their father. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus was telling Satan. I don't need your, I don't need your appellation. I don't need your confirmation. Let me tell you this. You don't need Satan confirmation to be what God has called you to be. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And we know that he did everything. But Jesus knew who he is, who he was, and he lived it. 
Hallelujah. So the devil will never agree. But you need to enforce the rulership of your sonship by understanding your identity and leaving it out. Praise the name of Jesus. Have you seen that all the religions of the world record about Jesus? They all spoke about Jesus. But they prefer to call him a prophet. True or false? They, they, they won't argue with you. That is a mighty man. He's a great man. He was a mighty prophet. They do. But when you say Jesus is the Son of God, uh uh, they want to fight it because that is the principle of the matter. Hallelujah. And in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asked the disciples, Whom do the sons of men say that I am? What do they call me? Oh, you're Elijah, you are this and you are that. But what about you? What do you say that I am? And Peter had a revelation in chapter 16. Matthew 16 verse 16. And the Bible says, And Simon Peter answered, And said, Thou art the Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. And he said, Upon this rock, he's not talking about Peter, he's talking about the revelation of sonship. Are you listening to me? Upon this revelation, Upon this word that you got from my father, I will build my church. So your entire relationship with God is built on that revelation. The entire church of Jesus is built on that revelation. You are Christ the son of God. Because if he is not son, we cannot be sons. Are you listening to me? Praise the name of Jesus. So, Jesus said, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. The revelation of sonship delivers into your hand the keys of the kingdom. <laughs> the keys of the kingdom of God. Whatsoever you bind on that shall be bound in heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus said, I have the keys of David. Glory to God. I'm the one that opens the door that no man can shut. When you operate in the revelation of sonship, I'll tell you, doors will begin to flunk open to you. Hallelujah. You will begin to exercise the authority of the kingdom of God and the power of the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, we want to see what, what is the, if we take a spiritual portrait, picture of sons of God, what are the ingredients? What are the things that we are expected to see? Because you, you need to know something else that the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 12, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become children of God. Hallelujah. We get born again as babes and we grow into maturity of sons. Hallelujah. And there's something you need to know. The Bible says, and here, 
Galatians. Let me give you that reference. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 to 2. It says, and here, when he's still a baby, even though he's a ruler of all, he's not better than a servant. He's, 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 he's put under governors and tutors until he matures. That, that means that though we are sons, if we don't grow into maturity of our sonship, we may not experience and enjoy the privileges of sonship. Sonship has privileges and it also has responsibilities. Hallelujah. And in, in Romans chapter 8 verse 19, the creation is expecting the unveiling, the manifestation of the sons of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what are the things we, we need to look into about sons of God, the profile? What's in their profile? You know, sometimes you, you're, you're, you're filling the data and at the end they say, okay, you know, edit your profile, put in your profile. How do we know you? That's what they say. What are the important things about you? Have you seen it? Edit your profile, change your profile, what's in your profile? And sometimes when you submit an application, they just check your profile. They go to your social media and check your profile. They just check your profile. They want to know what is inside. Hallelujah. And also the devil knows how to check the profile. Glory to God. You remember the seven sons of Sceva? They went to some demon-possessed person and they said, We command you in the name of Jesus that Paul preach. And we just check the data bank and, and check through. Who are these guys? Hallelujah. Paul, I know. Jesus, I can't forget him. He did a blow on me. Hallelujah. But who are you? I know this wants to be sons. But you carry no image of the father. And he beats the hell out of them. You will not suffer casualties. In the name of Jesus. You will not be victim of ignorance. Because in the realm of the spirit. It's possible to become victim of ignorance. So number one thing. The first thing. There are about six of them. I want to look at this morning. Number one is the approver of the father. The sons of God. Are approved by God the father. Even Jesus had to be approved. In Matthew chapter 3. Remember for 30 years Jesus was in the carpenter's shop with his father. Doing normal things like any child we do. But studying the word of God and growing in favor. Growing in the spirit. And they have been observing things about him. And at 30 years of age recognizing God as the time and the season to be baptized and to start his ministry and he went to John the Baptist to be baptized and after baptism in verse 17 the Bible says and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying this, somebody say this this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased even before he started his ministry. So it's not ministry that makes you sons. You minister because you're already sons. Is somebody hearing me? 
Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus didn't do anything, you know, to the Father. Oh, let me raise the dead and cast out some demons and the Father will know I'm a son. No. You don't even prove to your Father. You just leave it. Praise the name of Jesus. The greatest honor is to be acknowledged by the Father. Is somebody hearing me? I said the greatest honor is to be acknowledged by the Father. So the Lord, the God Jehovah said, this is my own son and I'm pleased with him. That also means there are sons that he may not be pleased with. Did you get it? In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5, it says, for to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son? Today I have begotten you. And again I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. Hallelujah. So God said, this is my son. He acknowledged him. He approved him. And we are approved by the father. Not based on how many things we do to cause his favor. Because we are already favored by the Father. Hallelujah. But you know what? We please the Father when we live by faith in obedience. Are you listening to me? How do I know? Hebrews eleven six. But without what? Faith. It is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and is a reward of them that diligently seek him. So in other words, approval is not based on how many things we do, but what we do in faith, in obedience, because faith is obedience. Check through the book of Hebrews 11 which writes about the history of men of faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed and left his country. He didn't leave because he was looking for greener pastures. He left because God says, leave that is faith. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So, obedience to the Father in faith is the key to placing the father so the first thing is the approval of the father key to sons i mean profiling sons of sonship approval of the father the father approving us we're, so, we're children of god born again but we grow into maturity of sonship hallelujah you don't you don't buy you don't give your child when he's uh, five years old. You don't give him your shares, even though he's in his account. Hallelujah. Even though he's a here, but he needs to grow. He needs to grow up into what God has ordained him. I mean, to the, into the Father's business. Hallelujah. Number two, the gene or seed. Or the DNA of the Father. But looking at the profile of the sons of God, they must possess the gene or the seed, as the scripture will put it. 
or the DNA as science will put it of the father. We know a gene is the basic unit of heredity responsible for passing for passing on certain characteristic from parents to the offspring. Does it happen to you see somebody and without someone telling you who is his father, you just know. Has it happened before? There's so much resemblance. Even sometimes in character, in speech. Has it happened to you? You've seen it like that. What is responsible for that? It's, it's the gene. It's configure, reshape the appearance, the character, the traits of sons. It connects the sons to the father. Hallelujah. Now I want to tell you, we carry the seed of the father. Hallelujah. I say we carry the seed of the father. We carry the image of the father. We need to grow to look like it. We need to grow to walk in it. But we already carry it in our spirit. Look at what the Bible says about Jesus in Hebrews chapter 1. The Bible says God who at various times. Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophet. As in these last days spoken to us by whom? By his son. Whom he has appointed heir of all things. Oh, that's something good about sons. He is appointed heir of all things. And you know the good thing about that? We are joint heirs with him. When he was appointed heir of all things, you are appointed in him. I am appointed in him. We were in him. Hallelujah. Through whom also he made the words, who being the brightness of his glory, and what and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself poured our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty the bible says jesus was and is the express image he carried the image of the father he looked like the father Remember, they, 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 you know, they, they, they came to him. We want to see the father. I said, have I been long with you? And you have not seen the father? If you have seen me, seen the father. Hallelujah. So, a son carries the DNA, the seed. If a spiritual test, if a spiritual DNA test is carried out, it must show that you are born by the Father. Hallelujah. That you are an image of the Father. And that's why in Romans chapter 8 verse 29, in Romans chapter 8 verse 29, the Bible says we are predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son. Look at that. In verse 29 it says, For whom he foreknew, he, that's God, also predestined to be what? Conformed to the image of his Son. Why? That he, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren. Not the only begotten. Somebody hear me. Amen. He used to be the only begotten. But when he died and rose from the dead, 
as many as received him, they received the same DNA of the Father. And so he's our Heather brother. Amen. That he might be what? First born. Somebody say first born. If there's a first born, there's a second born. But the good thing about this is also we are joint heirs with firstborn. It's not a division. Okay, give the firstborn 99% and the other one like we do in Africa and the other people let them share the 1%. Everything Jesus own, we own. Hallelujah. Romans says we are joint heirs. A joint heir doesn't mean we share it 50-50. It means we own every hundred of it. If, there are, if, if, if two people are joint signatory, one cannot get money out without the other. True of us. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, we join tears. So the Bible says uh, we, he also predestined us to be conformed, to walk in what God has designed us for to be conformed to the image of Jesus. That Jesus will not be the only one that can do the miracles. The only one that can do wonders. The only one that can please the Father. But we'll just be the firstborn. Hallelujah. And in 1 John chapter 3 verse 9 made it very, very clear. It says, I'm reading New King James Version. It says, whoever has been born of God does not sin or does not practice sin in the Greek. Are you listening to me? Because the Bible doesn't contradict itself. It doesn't live in sin. It doesn't practice sin. It could make mistakes because the same book of 1 John says if, not when you sin, if you make a mistake, don't let that disconnect you. You have an advocate. He's not encouraging us to sin. But he says, if it happens, we have an advocate. But a, the one who is born of God can never make sin a practice. It can't be comfortable living in sin. Show me someone who is comfortable living in sin. I begin to check something out. Are you listening to me? Because the scripture says, whoever is born of God does not sin. His seed remains in him. And he cannot sin. He cannot live in sin. Because he has been born of God. Hallelujah. He can't live in sin. Because he has been born of God. He carried the seed of God. He carried the DNA of God. Hallelujah. The message translation says, People conceived and brought into life by God. Don't make a practice of sin. How could they? God's seed is deep within them. Making them who they are. It's in the nature of the God begotten. Hallelujah. I mean, it's not in the nature of the God begotten to practice and parade sin. That's message translation. You can take note and meditate on it. It's not, it's not in the nature. You, you can't force, you can't make a dog to scream, he's going to bark. Are you listening to me? You can't make him to play like a goat, he's going to bark. 
That's his nature. And if you pray till tomorrow, don't let the dog back. You are wasting time because he will. That's his nature. Hallelujah. It is futile to pray for the baby of an elephant to be big. It's a useless prayer. Just feed it. It will be big because it's in his nature to be big. Righteousness in your, is in your nature. Let me say it again. Righteousness is in your nature. That's why he says he cannot make sin a practice. Hallelujah. The Passion Translation says everyone who is truly God's child will refuse to keep sinning because God's seed remains with him and is unable to continue sinning because he has been fathered by God himself. You are fathered by God. So, every son of God carries the seed of the father that configure his character traits that changes behavioral pattern. Are you listening to me? That make him begin to look like the father. Glory to God. The problem with many folks these days is that they have never, never really been saved. There's a problem with many folks these days. They repeat confession, but they don't believe what they said. Because with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It only works when the heart and the mouth agrees. If it's only the mouth that speaks, and the heart is not connected because ah, somebody is looking at me, let me just do it. There will be no miracle of salvation taking place. Is somebody hearing me? Hallelujah. And sometimes we try to make people, okay, uh, okay, because in that place they don't wear earrings, remove your earrings. Uh, removing your earrings does not make you a child of God. Are you listening to me? You have to experience salvation. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. That's why when you get someone saved, it's not do's and don'ts you give them. You teach them the word of God and the Holy Spirit will lead them their way of behavior. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. A witch can look like a saint but it doesn't make him a saint. So don't just look like a king. Don't be a look-alike. You are the king. He has made us to be what? Kings and priests unto the Lord our God. We are not just look-alike. We carry the DNA. You know, they do have look-alike also. So that person look like that. But does he make him the son of that? No, he doesn't. So you carry the DNA of the father. Number three, the seal of the father. The seal of the Father that authenticates our sonship. Look at John chapter 6, verse 27. This is what Jesus said. He said, Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal everlasting life. With the Son of Man we give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Look at that. What did the father do? He set his seal on him. And in Mark chapter 1, what's the seal? Of the father. 
in Mark chapter 1 verse 9. It says, and it came to pass in those days that Jesus uh, uh, came from Nazareth of Galilee and, uh, and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like what? Like a dove. Now, he didn't say the Spirit is a dove. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit is God. Are you listening to me? He's the third person of the Godhead. But his operations are compared to things we can understand. And you know why that is just like Jesus is the Lamb of God. Was he a physical lamb? Are you listening to me? It's an analogy of his function. Are you listening to me? Say so descended like what? As a dove will descend. But let's go forward into Matthew to the three and see that thing again. Verse 16 says, When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit, he himself saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. Now, when you go to John chapter 1, John made us know what that means. The next day, that's John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, Jesus, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man. So when you sing songs like he is not a man. It's not fully scriptural. Jesus is both God and man. That's the mystery the devil cannot understand. And that's what makes you to be able to partake of the nature of God. Is somebody hearing me? You partake of the nature of God. So when he was on earth, he was fully God and he was fully man. Many scriptures will call him the man, Christ Jesus, the son of man. Hallelujah. You know, he is not ashamed of identifying with us. He is not ashamed to call us his brethren. He said, I will declare your name in the midst of the congregation. I will declare your name to my brothers. Hallelujah. And some folks really feel mad when somebody called them brother. And he said, no, I'm a deacon. Don't brother me. Even Jesus is not ashamed to be called brother. Glory to God. Uh, because I guess when we get to heaven, there isn't going to be any deacon. There isn't going to be any bishop. But you know who will be there? Sons. Sons. Can somebody shout hallelujah? You see? After me comes a man who is preferred before me. For he was before me. And I did not know him. But that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore I came baptizing with water. Now look at this. So John is saying. The main purpose of my ministry. Is to reveal him. May I tell you the main purpose of your ministry. Is to reveal him. The main purpose of your life. Your career. Your job. 
whether as an engineer, as a professor, as a singer, wherever you become, the main purpose is to reveal Jesus. Hallelujah. So when you are working in the, uh, what we call secular, for you there is no secular. For every child of God there is no secular. Everywhere you step into, you make it the holy place. The place where you manifest the kindness of God, the love of God, the power of God, the spirit of God. Are you listening to me? That's why you can't live like other people. You can't be a doctor like other ones that we do anyhow. You must know I'm representing my father in this place. Are you listening to me? So you, although you get paid, but that is not. The world is paying you to manifest Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah! Your professor, you're not terrifying the students because you have their interest in mind. Hallelujah! Because you are representing the Father. What you need to ask, what would Jesus do? If he is here, what will he do right now? And if you're a professor, don't ever tell anybody you cannot have hair. Anybody can have an hair if it works for it. In fact, you have to help them to become that. Hallelujah. Because Jesus, the Son of God, is not afraid of many sons. And many people are afraid to raise more people into their own class. And no, 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 there will be too many now. But the Son of God said, I want many sons. Let them carry the same power. Everything my Father gave me, I've given to them. Even my glory, I give it to them. Hallelujah. Why do we become so selfish? It's not our nature to be selfish. Our nature is to give all. Generously. Praise the name of Jesus. Now let's go on. It says, Therefore I came baptizing with water. Is to reveal him. And John bore witness. I saw. We have seen that Jesus himself saw the Spirit coming on him. But here the scripture says, And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove. And he did what remained. That's another. It didn't just. You know in the old covenant. The Spirit will come and lift. They will prophesy evil soul in his madness. Still prophesy. And they say, he's in one of the prophets. Hallelujah. Praise God. But there's something that changes in the new covenant. It doesn't just come and go. It remains. Somebody say, it remains. It says like a dove, and he remained upon him. And I did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and what? Remaining on him. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Amen. So Jesus carried the, the seal of the Father, which is the Spirit of the Father. Hallelujah. Isaiah 11 verse 1 to 3 says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And the Spirit of the Lord is the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of cancer and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not joy by the sight of his eyes. Nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Hallelujah. 
the same spirit that authenticates Christ's sonship is the same spirit that authenticates and seals our sonship. Hallelujah. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead, Romans 8, 11, dwells in us. He that raised Jesus from the dead shall give life to our mortal body by the same spirit. Not another one, not a junior spirit. You don't have a junior spirit. You have the same spirit that was roving over the waters and was waiting for the Father to speak. And when God said, light be, the spirit just and light was in position. Amen. The spirit in you is not tongues. It's not limited to tongues. It's something bigger. It's God Almighty. Hallelujah. That's when we sing that song and say, you need to go beyond. The greatest revelation is not that he made the earth his footstool. The greatest revelation is that he makes us his living. That's the greatest revelation. But religion will never sing like that. Religion will never sing like that. Oh, that's limiting him. That's not limiting him. Somebody hearing me this morning. Check the scripture Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 13 to 14 I read from, from the Amplified Translation. It says in him, in whom? In Christ. Somebody say in, in him. In him you also. When you heard the word of truth. The good news of your salvation. And as a result believed in him. You were stamped. Somebody say stamped. Say original. Ah, you are not a duplicate. Are you listening to me? Somebody say I'm an original. It says, you believed in him, you were stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. The one promised by Christ as owned and protected by God. The Spirit is the guarantee, the first installment, the pledge, a foretaste of our inheritance until redemption, the redemption of God's own purchased possession is believers to the praise of His glory. Can somebody shout hallelujah? So the Bible says, made it clear here, that you have been sealed and a seal authenticates. Is that not so? Sometimes you buy a drug at, at the supermarket and they say if the seal is broken don't use is that not so well they say this seal we put authenticates that is original to that has not been tampered with so the seal of God the Holy Spirit the promise that God gave Abraham hallelujah the promise that God gave Abraham, the promise of the Spirit according to Galatians chapter 3. Authenticates our sonship. And in the realm of the Spirit, he's saying, not tampered with. Not tampered with. Can somebody say, I'm not tampered with. So, when, when people are ignorant, begin to say, 
Oh, because you dreamt and you hit pounded yam and chicken in a dream, you are now possessed by demons. They are saying you have been tampered with. Are you listening to me? What is saying is that you have been tampered with, that you are possessed, means that demon is now living in your spirit. Say, no way. No way. Who born him? Hallelujah. You are authenticated by the Holy Spirit. And don't let the devil tell you, oh, because you made a mistake. Eh? God has left you. He said, I will never. You may not be enjoying your fellowship as you should, but I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. Hebrews. That you may confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Can somebody shout hallelujah? <laughs> you are a carrier of the Holy of Holies. The veil has been taken out. And Jesus, who is the glory of God, did not cover himself with veil like Moses. That's why Moses was faithful as a servant, but Jesus as a son over his own house, whose house are we? If we hold fast the confession of our faith to the end. Can somebody shout hallelujah? And in Romans chapter 8 verse 9, it says, but you are not in the flesh. Can somebody be excited about that? Say, I am not in the flesh. Yeah, we know the works of the flesh are these. Galatians 5.19. Those are the products of the flesh. But you can tell the devil, I'm not in the flesh. I don't have to carry out those things. Is it in your Bible? How? But you are not in the flesh. But what? In the spirit. If indeed... The Spirit of God dwells in you. Okay? Hello? Why are you not in the flesh? If the Spirit of God dwells in you. Because you wear nice tie. Hello? Because you look so sad. If I look so sad, doesn't look like the Father. There is joy in His presence. In his presence. In his presence. God carries no worry. He does not care. He does, I mean, doesn't, I'm not, I don't mean he doesn't care for you, but he doesn't carry cares. Because he's in charge. He's in charge. Why, do, why should he worry? And if my father is in charge, why should I worry? Is somebody hearing me? That's why it says, cast all your cares upon him. For he cares for us. Hallelujah. It says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Your location is not the flesh. You may physically be an the man, but you're a spiritual man. So you don't have to behave like Ibadan people. Oh, you know I'm an Ibadan man. There's a way we behave. You've changed location, you have forgotten. 
I remember, you know, sometimes people forget the change location. I remember in 1993 when I went to Singapore. And uh, I forgot I've left Nigeria. And I have a, a lecture. I went for a course for a, a month. I, and I, I was living in a hotel up and the course is done. Done. And I said, ah, I need to ah, I need to hire all my dress down. They could take like suddenly I just oh I'm not in Nigeria. Hallelujah. But I forgot for that moment. Because in Nigeria, power is not sure. We use gen. Every service is on gen. But it will change. I say it will change. Nigeria will not be like this forever. The glory of God will change Nigeria. Sons of God will arise. I say sons of God will arise. They will change things. They will change the spiritual landscape. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So people can forget where they are. But don't forget. When the devil is tempting you. Do that. Tell him I am not in the flesh. That guy annoys you. Don't greet him. I am not in the flesh. So I cannot, I will not carry out the works of the flesh. Are you getting me? Praise God. It says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he's not of this. Do you see it? So, what proves that you are sons of God, the spirit of God within you. Are you listening to me? The Bible says, the Lord knows those who are his. Praise the name of Jesus. So you are not in the flesh, you are in the spirit, the spirit of God dwells in you. And what do you do with the spirit dwelling in you? Four quick things. Can you write fast? Number one, provide him an habitation or dwelling place. Let him not be a guest in you. He's in you, but you determine how much of you he has. Is somebody hearing me? You know, when a visitor comes into your house, at times people say, okay, you're welcome, feel free. They talk like that. This is the kitchen. This is the... They are trying to give him a bit of comfortability for him to be free. But you see, we are even his house. Amen. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So he's even the owner. Not the unseen guest. You know when you go to houses, Jesus is the unseen guest. Have you seen those something? He's not a guest. This is your house. I am the house of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say I'm the house of the Holy Spirit. Therefore what you want me to do is what I will do. Hallelujah. So provide him an habitation. Ephesians 2.22 In whom you also have been built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Number two, four quick things you need to do about the Spirit in you. Be led by the Spirit. That's how we are going to enjoy the benefits and the privileges of our sonship. Are you listening to me? Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, who are they? These are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, 
but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba also means Father in Greek. Amen. The Passion Translation says, the mature children of God, can you see, are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we'll be led and walk in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And we will produce the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So provide him an habitation. Be led by what? By the Spirit. Three. Walk in the power of the Spirit. You carry power. And this power does not fail. Somebody hear me. Say, I carry power. Luke chapter 4 verse 14 says, And Jesus armed with the Holy Spirit power, he returned to Galilee. And number 4, produce the fruit as you walk with the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22. If you are in the Spirit, you are rooted in the Spirit, you produce the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, you got that? Okay. So we have done about three out of the profile. Number four, let me see if we can do uh, two more. Number four, the works of the Father. The works of the Father. What did Jesus say? Say, if I do not do the works of my Father, don't believe me. John chapter 10. John chapter 10 verse 34 says, And Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said you are God's? Is it in your Bible? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. It won't be broken over your life. Do you say of him whom the father sanctified and sent into the world you are blaspheming because I said I am the son of God. And look at this. If I do not do the works of my father, do not believe me. So that means there are works of the father. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and I am in him. Hallelujah. So Jesus evidently showed us here there are works of the Father. Are you listening to me? And he said, uh, uh, the works of the Father, they are evidence that belong to the Father, that I'm a son of God. He, he, he repeated in John chapter 14 verse 10, he said, do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells, I love, who menu, that's the word in Greek. The Father who menu, in me does the work believe me that I'm in the father and the father in me or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves most assuredly I say to you oh look at this they transferred it to us the works of the father he who believes in me the works that I do what work did he do the works of the father amen the works that I do he will do also and greater works than this he will do because I go to my father. Why did he say that? Remember I said, if I do not go to the father, the spirit cannot come. 
Are you listening to me? But when I go to the Father, He says it's expedient for you that I go to the Father. If I don't go, the Spirit will not come. But when I go, He will come. Because He will do the same works of the Father in you. Are you listening to me? Amen. So what are these works of the Father that we are called to carry out? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, For we are His workmanship. Can you say I'm His workmanship? What's a workmanship? It's an article that shows the skill of the maker. If you want to do a furniture sometimes, you want to see the furniture that the carpenter has done before, that the furniture man has done. Is that not so? Can I see what you've done? What are you saying? I want to see your skill. You are the one that shows God's skill. Hallelujah. So it says, for we are what is workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. Somebody say good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, we have good works. But as we walk with God, good works. You know, the Bible says he went about doing good healing that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Doing good works. But good works, as you move further in your work with God, good works will become prepared works. What do I mean? Prepared works are the works that the Father has prepared for you. So it means you are connected to the Father to hear what the Father wants done. Did Jesus heal every sick? Talk to me. Did Jesus heal every sick person? No. No. If he has healed every sick person, how about that cripple that been in the temple that Peter and John healed? Jesus went to that temple at least three times. Because even though it would have been a good work, it's not a prepared work. Hey. Hello. That means <laughs> it is not in the volume of the book. It was not written for him to do it. And the only way to know that is as you walk with God. You are intimate with your father. You will not be like Esau. Are you listening to me? You know the problem of Esau? One major problem is that he's a fantastic guesser. He, he likes to please his father too. He's been bringing nice nice food for the father. That's why the father said he should go and hunt. Hallelujah. But don't be also like that. Don't bless just because you get food to eat. Are you listening to me? You must learn to bless prophetically. Hallelujah. As Jacob did. Amen. Okay. But you see, The works become the prepared work that God has designed for you to work in it. Are you listening to me? So, oh, the person is the first person you connect with is the Holy Spirit. Am I the man for the job right now? Is that what you are sending me to do? Are you listening to me? But it takes a maturity as you work with God to become the prepared work. Then, in another dimension, your work becomes 
believing. Are you listening to me? Oh, pastor, prove it. Okay. The book of John. The book of John chapter 6. Verse 28. I'll give you one scripture for the last one I said. Uh, but let me just read this. Verse 28 says, Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may walk the walk of God? What did Jesus say? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him. Woman says. That's in a dimension. It's simply believe, which means obey. That's the work of the Father. Are you hearing me? Son, go to the junction and stand. What do I do? Does it make sense? Go to the junction and stand. Okay, Father, I go. Did you get it? That's the work of God. You've believed him. Hallelujah. And the scripture said, I will give you concerning the prepared work. Is uh, John chapter 5, verse 19, which I talk about the prepared work. See verse 19. So Jesus said, I speak, to, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. I speak to you timeless truth. The Son, the Son. Who are we talking about? The Son, Jesus. The Son is not able to do anything from himself. Or through my own initiative, I only do the works that I see the Father doing. For the Son does the same work as his Father. That's Jesus, the Son of God, saying no. In other words, if my Father heals at this moment, I do. Are you getting me? So it's a prepared work. It's like, this is what I have for you today. As you're walking with the Father, He's showing you by His Spirit. He's leading you what to do. Because uh, there are things that have been prepared for you to walk in. Concerning your destiny, your career, you know, you're, you're, you're browsing the internet, you're searching it. Don't just browse any area. You're searching in your spirit. And you get to something, and then you go say, uh, wait, read further. Hallelujah. Did you get it? But we just, I, I, I like, oh, hey, hey, how many people die for Corona now? It's not. You're checking in your spirit. Amen. Because the Father has agenda every day for you. Glory to God. Some of the prayers that you are trusting God to answer is as you walk with Him, He will show you. You're just driving and you go to a place, and then you go just stay. But many times we don't. Are you listening to me? Amen. Prepared work. Because they will glorify the Father. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Amen. Amen. Oh, let me take one more. Can you take one more? Have I talked about the work of the Father? I already have two, but I'll take one. The discipline of the Father. No, I don't like discipline. Ah, that one, Pastor, don't share it. But every child, every genuine son is not afraid of the discipline of the Father. That's why the psalmist says, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
the discipline of the father will comfort you because it will set you in your destiny are you listening to me it will set you on the pathway to becoming what he has designed or then prepared you to be are you listening to me so don't run away from discipline scripture hebrews chapter 12 hebrews chapter 12 oh verse 3 then read a couple of scriptures now verses here he says for consider him that's jesus who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to what? As to sons. My son, do not despise this chastening of the Lord nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him for whom the father whom the Lord loves he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives hey, in other words the, the more you can accept the discipline of the father the more you actually step into your sonship who accept the discipline of the father if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Hey, that's a heavy word. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For a day, indeed, for a few days, chastened us as seemed best to them. But He, for our profit, that we may be partakers of His holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, somebody say afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So without discipline of the Father, you are showing yourself to be illegitimate. The Passion Translation says in verse 8 of that scripture, we all should welcome. So you are saying, God discipline me. God train me. Are you listening to me? You know, when I, was, when I just got born again, there are some scriptures I don't like to read. Because they will confront me. I like to read the one that will tell me where my hair, I'm excited. But when I read James, I will say, Be slow to speak. Oh, I say, ah, ah. James, you are too harsh now. But God raised different people. Are you listening to me? He says, We all should do what? Welcome God's discipline as the, as the validation. If you have the Passion Translation, just, you know, read it later it says we all should welcome God's discipline as the validation of what authentic sonship for if we have never once endured this correction it only proves we are strangers and not sons hallelujah what do you do welcome it has the Holy Spirit to train you ask him to correct you four ways he does that number one through the word of righteousness as you study the word of God, 
He will show you. Hebrews 4 says the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to the divine and sword of the soul, the spirit, the joints, and the marrow. Hallelujah. Is the discerner of the intents of the heart, and before him all things are naked. Praise God. And Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 to 14 says, For everyone who partakes only of meek is unskilled in the, in the word of righteousness, for he's a baby. But solid food, somebody says solid food. Oh, Pastor, don't talk that, just talk prosperity. I like that. You must be willing to receive everything the Father will tell you. Are you listening to me? But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of what use. Actually to prove that you are welcoming the discipline of the father by the word you use it. If somebody gives you a nice dress, you don't use it. It doesn't feel excited. Are you listening to me? When he sees you, oh nice. He feels he's done something. When God has spoken his word to you, use it. Because by use, the Bible says, but solid food belongs to those who are fully that is those who are by reason of use have their what senses. Your mindset. Eh? Your mindset exercise to discern between good and evil. Second Timothy 3:16 amplified says, All scripture is God breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately. You are not one thing outside and one thing, different thing to your children at home. Behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage so that the man of God, you may say, I'm not a man of God, are you a man of the devil? That the man of God may be complete and proficient, I like that word proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Remember we talk about good work. You need to be equipped because what you are not equipped with, even when you meet your destiny, you will not be able to fulfill it. If David was not prepared, the day he met Goliath, he will not be ready. And what be, be to a man that his moment of opportunity comes and is not prepared. May that not be your pathway. So, by his word, number two, by his spirit, through his spirit, he disciplines us. The Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were saved for the day of redemption. Ephesians 4.30. Number, number four, through his men. Through his men. Oh God, discipline me. Oh God. You pray. And God is going to send his men to you. Hallelujah. And that's the one people don't like. How can I speak? How can he speak to me like that? Whom does he think himself to be? Sons, welcome the discipline of the Father. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 to 28. It says to them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is what Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him Look at this. We preach. Warning every man. And teaching every man in all wisdom. That we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So part of it includes warning. Are you listening to me? Amen. So God will use his men. That's why he has the five-fold offices in Ephesians 4.11. To train us. 
Amen. So that we can actually exercise the power of our sonship. And also through experience. Through experience. Many times, if you don't yield that cross, it will bring you into experience. Hallelujah. Amen. To train you. But let me tell you, the Father got your back. During the training, the Father got your back. He will not, he will not allow you to fall to the ground. Amen. When it seems, oh God, it's getting too hard, the Father is going to come and comfort you. He's going to strengthen you. His Spirit is going to encourage you. Hallelujah. Now, the Father does not condemn. There's a difference between correction and condemnation. The Spirit of God will never condemn. A prophetic word, a prophecy from the Spirit of God will never condemn. It will exalt. It will correct. But will also bring comfort. Are you listening to me? So also when you preach the word, don't condemn folks. He said the Son of God has not come to condemn the word. Oh, you know sometimes I look at when people preach in the bed or preach somewhere. They use, uh, they have maybe 20 minutes and 19 minutes. They use it to tell people all their sin. Have you seen it? Some of you are so bad. You are smoking. Some of you, you are womanizing. Some of you, they know they are doing it. But what they don't know is how to get out of it. So, when you are evangelizing, focus more of your time to talk about what Jesus provided. Are you listening to me? Because knowing it will not change them. Even if you have to call their attention, let me, let, let me surprise you. The reason why anyone will go to hell primarily is not because of those sins. It's because they rejected Jesus. Are you listening to me? You can get a moralist who doesn't do any of those things. Have you not seen some folks like that? Does it mean they are sons of God? He's receiving. To as many as receive him, to them he gave power. Hallelujah. And as I finally round up, when you are in through with all this, finally you have the authority of the Father. Somebody say authority. Power. Authority of the Father. Now I want you to see something. In Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 4, no, chapter 3, we are we talked about Jesus when the voice of the Father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's where the Father stopped. Is that not so? But when he made the same statement, towards the time Jesus will go to the cross, he added something else. Are you listening to me? On the month of transfiguration, Matthew 17. Matthew 17. They were with him on the month of transfiguration. Peter, James, and John. Elijah appeared. Uh, Moses appeared. The glory of God was on them. He says, while he was still speaking, who? That's Peter. The man who liked to talk. That was Peter. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly, a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son. He said that before. In whom I'm well pleased. He said that before. But now hear him. Dominion. 
He has lived as my son. Now let the world hear him. You are not going to hear Elijah anymore. You are not going to hear Moses anymore. This is my authority on the earth. Hallelujah. Hear him. You can't go into the tent. That's why we can't build three tabernacles. Only one tabernacle. That tabernacle is for the Son of God who lives and dwells in us by the Holy Spirit. We can't go to the tent of Elijah when it's convenient and the tent of Moses when it's convenient. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hear him. Because he has come to fulfill everything Elijah and, the, and Moses have said. Hear him. Authority. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Psalm 89 verse 26. He says, he shall cry unto me. You are my father. Thou art my, my father. My God and the rock of my salvation. And I will make him my firstborn. Who is the firstborn? Talk to me. And I will make him my firstborn higher than all the kings of the earth. Hallelujah. Somebody say authority. Dominion. Psalm 2 verse 6. It said, yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. This day I have begotten thee. Ask of me. And I will give you the hidden for your inheritance. And the uttermost part of the earth for your possession. You break them with a rod of iron. That shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Authority over the nations. Hallelujah. So, in the profile of the son is the authority of the father. See, authority of the father. As you live in your privileges, your responsibilities, the authority of the father is yours. To operate and to govern when God puts you where you are walking, you carry authority from heaven. To change the way things happen in that place. To conform to what God wants done. Hallelujah. So don't just say, well, my own is just to let my salary. You are beyond salary. You are there, the world will pay you. But then, <laughs> you are there to establish the governing instruction of the king of kings establish the righteousness of God reign by peace are you listening to me so you don't know I don't know what they are doing in this place no you go on your knees father I'm taking authority over this place your kingdom come your will is done I am your son I represent you I'm your ambassador in this place first John chapter 3 verse 1 says behold what manner of love the father has loved us that he has called us his sons. Now are we. Not tomorrow. Not next day. Not when we get to heaven. Now. Presently. While you are eating. At the table. In the restaurant. While you are at your desk. On the computer. While you are treating a patient. While you are attending to a client. Every time. Now are we sons of God. He does not yet appear. What we shall be. But we know. When we see him. We'll be like him. The more of him we see. The more of him we become, the more of him we see, the more of him we become. We carry the governing instruction, the governing power, the authority of God to change things, to transform things. Hallelujah. We represent our Father. I say we represent our Father. We carry his authority. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you. 
This is the profile of sons of God. And the creation is waiting for the unveiling, for the manifestation, for the releasing of the sons of God. Lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. I want you to declare that you are son. You are a son of God. Thank God for this profile. Thank God. Oh, yes. Thank God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank God for the approval of the Father. Thank God for the gene, the DNA of the Father on the inside of you. Glory to God. Thank God for the seal of the Father, the promised Holy Spirit. Thank God for the seal of the Father. Oh, thank God for the Holy Spirit indwelling you. Thank God for the works of the Father. I must be about my Father's business. Glory to God. Oh, that you are going to work in the, in the Father's work. Glory to God. Thank God for the discipline of the Father. Say, Father, I welcome your discipline in my life. In the name of Jesus, discipline me through your word, by your spirit, through your men, even through experience, if need be. Oh, glory to God. Thank God for the authority, the authority of governance, the authority of governance, the authority of governance, the authority of governance of the Father. Oh, just bless the name of the Lord. I belong to the Father. And maybe you are in this place or outside and you have not met with the Father. You have not genuinely welcomed Him into your life. You have not received the gift of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Why don't you say, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe God raised you from the dead. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I receive you into my heart. Become the Lord of my life. Maybe you are even watching online. I want to say, and you want to receive Jesus. Remember, he came to the world. He died for your sins. He was hung on the cross. He died to save you. And today is the day of salvation. I want you to receive him and say, Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you. I receive you. I welcome you. I declare that I believe that you are raised by the Father, by the glory of the Father. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father. And I receive Jesus and I confess him as my Lord and my Savior. Receive him right now, wherever you are. Let Jesus, let Jesus come into your heart. While we pray, we receive the communion quickly. Glory to God. Oh, Reba Satayala Kushikalabandi Sustatia. We receive the communion quickly. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is our family meal to 